What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Tyler C. Hi. Welcome to the George Mossy Show. So we watched You, Me, and My Ex, and this was season two, episode nine. A lot has happened. So April, Lauren, Roy, and John were not on this episode, but that doesn't mean there wasn't drama. There was a lot of drama. So we have to jump in and talk about this because we're going to run out of time. I already know. But I want to start off with Alex and Caroline because... Their baby Bowen was brought into the world and we got to watch it and we saw it. And it was a hard experience for Caroline. She had three epidurals and she had a lot, three days she wasn't allowed to eat. There was a long process for Bowen to be brought into the world, but he was there. He was beautiful. He was healthy. He did have some issues, but he was still able to go home. So that is a promising thing. And his jaundice levels were lowered. That doesn't mean that the stress level between Alex and Caroline was any lower though, because they just felt like, we don't feel qualified, you know, to be there to make sure that he's okay. But guys, you're amazing parents. You're doing an amazing job. And like Caroline's mom said, you don't know what's right or wrong. You love your kids and then everything else, you just make those decisions based on how much you love your kids. So we approve of everything you're doing. You're a great parent. Congratulations. We are so happy for you guys. Yes. I just wanted to say real quick, congratulations to them both. You guys have come so far in your relationship. You know, we've been on your journey now for two seasons. And it's just thank you for letting us be part of your whole, like, birth of your first child and, you know, just everything that it entails. He is beautiful. Congratulations to you both. Such a cute, cute blessing. And I'm so happy for both of you. So Matt and Kenzie finally had a conversation, right? This conversation has been boiling and it needed to happen right when Chelsea moved in, but Kenzie finally got the nerve to say, look, this is not easy for me. I'm not okay with this. And I need her out of the house. Like I need her gone. I can't deal with it. And even to make things worse, Matt has been acting kind of weird because he and Chelsea have been sneaking away to plan an engagement, a huge engagement situation for Kenzie, which she's been waiting for for four years. This is something that she really wants. And Matt's worried that it's all going to fall apart because him being secretive and, and going behind her back, it's, it's, it's necessary, you know, to plan the engagement, the proposal that he wants to do for her. He wants it to be memorable and special, but she looks at it as, where are you and Chelsea at and what are you doing and why do I feel like I'm the third wheel? So I'm hoping that things don't fall apart in the process because we also met Chelsea's mom and we see that Chelsea and her mom have like a kind of tumultuous relationship, right? And I thought that I was interesting because usually mothers and daughters don't get along well until you become an adult and then your mom becomes your friend. And once that transition happens, you guys are like best friends. That didn't really happen with Chelsea and her mom. So I'm hoping that that relationship is saved and then Chelsea can find a place and move out that way that Matt and Kenzie's relationship can be saved. I just want to save everybody's relationship. <laughs> You're just trying to put a Band-Aid on the whole situation. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to say that a lot of this is Matt's fault because, you know, Kenzie wasn't at this point of boiling over yet. Right. And... Now that he's trying to use her the most with, you know, trying to plan for this, like, engagement and everything, like, it's like, he brought her to this. Because how long, like, that's just a weird situation. Like, I don't even know how to even comment on it. Like, you don't hear about people's exes living with them. Never. With your new current person. And 
my thing is, is that I know that that, you know, is his best friend and everything. And I respect that. But it's not fair to Kenzie because, first of all, Chelsea doesn't even want him to get married. I don't know if it's period or to her or whatever, but how is the person that you're confiding in not even on board with your decision in getting married? I don't think it's fair for Kenzie because she obviously dreams of this moment. He should reach out to her best friend to help plan it because it needs to be set up special for what she likes and what her interests are. You don't want somebody that's going to be self-sabotaging and be like, oh, you should do this knowing, you know, that it's going to be a recipe for disaster just because you don't agree with the decision making. Um, I think that Chelsea needs to focus on herself and rebuilding her life and her future and her relationships. I think that, you know, she's not going to want to be codependent on her ex-boyfriend for the rest of her life. So I think that Matt needs to let Chelsea like kind of go and grow and become the person that she needs to be. So I want to talk about Jennifer and Chantel because we know that things have been rocky and it was kind of exaggerated and exasperated when they all moved in together. Um, Jennifer did say that things were kind of rocky before that, but now things are getting a little worse. So we watched them try to have a romantic picnic and talk but the conversation got kind of serious because Jennifer was talking about her legal rights if they were to divorce, who would get Camila, what the situation would be. And it kind of caught Chantel off guard because she was like, the thought of Jennifer and I not being together, like after eight years, is, is nauseating. It makes me feel literally ill. So I know that's never the intention of where Chantel wanted this to go. So I think that this is a good time for them to reevaluate where these problems are and where the root of it is. Because even Jennifer said, she was like, I know you don't drink, you don't like to drink. And then Chantel's like, well, I don't mind that you do. We just have to find something that we can bond together. Because let's be honest, Chantel is bonding with Josh. Josh and Chantel share hockey. They coach together. They watch hockey games together. They're bonding. Where are Jennifer and Chantel bonding? And I think growing apart is the worst thing that you can do especially in a relationship in a marriage, because growing closer to Josh isn't helping Chantel and Jennifer. And then Jennifer growing closer to Danielle isn't helping Chantel and Jennifer. They're all building these amazing bonds and relationships, but not with the right person. So I think that they're on the right track by having this conversation and talking about it and putting it out there and saying, look, let's find what we can do together that will bring us closer. Because what we're doing is growing apart from each other. We're growing closer to other people, but not each other. You know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with Jennifer wanting to inquire about her parental rights in the matter. Because even, let's put divorce aside, even if something were to, God forbid, happen, you know, she wants to know where does she stand? Because, like, what would happen? Did the courts come in? Did they say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and give the child to the mother's parents? Or, you know what I mean? Like, where does she stand in all of the matter? So I don't think that there's anything wrong with knowing your rights, especially as a parent. Um, the child grows up knowing nothing but you, you know? So it's like you want to know that you're not going to lose out on anything. So I don't see anything wrong with her wanting to inquire. I think that it's also nothing wrong with 
uh, Chantel bonding with Josh and Jennifer, you know, bonding, you know, as well with all of them. I think that it's, it's still in the same household, which I think is safe um, because they all kind of share their kids in a way. So it's not like she's stepping out and, you know, going outside of their like little house that they've built together. Um, sometimes you need that sanity to be able to have somebody to confide in. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I do think though, they do need to find their common interest and bond again to see where they can rekindle, Mm -hmm. but it's okay for them to live two different lives. People think that just because you're married, you automatically become one because that's what you're told. And suddenly you lose yourself and you lose everything about yourself and what you like and what your interests are. And they forget that, Hey, I'm a human first and I'm a mom and I'm a wife or I'm a husband or I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, it's nothing wrong with going out with a friend for drinks. And then, you know what, let's do dinner together and have date night, you know, and then you watch the game with this person and then we can go watch the kids play hockey. Like, I don't think that their relationship is that far off for at least what we see. I think that, that they, it won't be long for them to get a better grasp and see that they're not that far gone. I hope so. I like them together. All right. So <laughs> I do too. And that's why I think it's salvageable. I really do. Let's move on to the main event. So <laughs> DeAndre and Elodie finally reconnected because we know she had a breast augmentation. And during that process, DeAndre ghosted her. He called it giving her space. Elodie says that it was space that she never requested. She never asked for it. And DeAndre looked at it as, oh, well, you wanted your ex to take care of you, so that meant I should give you space. And she's like, well, a text message would have been nice. Answering a FaceTime call would have been nice. So their their communication is a bit off, but that's not even the issue. The issue is a DM that Elodie received from a woman that DeAndre knows. He admits that he knows her. And he was he was confused by the DM because he denies it. But the Mm -hmm. proof is right there in the words, you know, like, why Mm -hmm. would this woman send a message to her and say that they're involved if they weren't? What would she gain from that? And the way that DeAndre reacted, she said that he was being very defensive. Do you feel like he was being defensive? He was. I really feel like he was. But you know what? First of all, let me back up. And I just want to give props to the women for being mature. I want to say that I think this might be the first time in history that I, and I'm speaking solely for myself, have never seen more respectable women in my life like normally when something goes wrong women automatically are like you know b word this and b word that and you're this and you're that and she was like uh this woman (laughs) you know like sent me a message never once called her out of her name even out of her anger that shows her level of maturity um as well as the woman who texted her she never said, hey, I heard you, you know, blah, blah, blah. She see, The text message was very respectable. She just wanted to say, hey, I just wanted to see if he's lying. You know, I don't want to, you know, basically step on anybody's toes. So I just wanted to congratulate the women for putting their big girl pants on and yeah. showing the world that you don't have to be such a, a horrible person and bringing other women down when it's not always the women's fault in the matter. Um, I was very shocked that it was not Rowan on the other end of the text message um, because I sure thought that if he was going to step out, it was going to be with her. Um, But I don't think that um, Elodie deserved that at all. And just by her 
addressing the situation, there's nothing wrong with that. She didn't even like raise her voice or cause drama or cause a scene well, at the ice cream place. What do you think about DeAndre's reaction when he said, okay, so you confronting me makes me feel like I don't want to be a stepfather? Because I think those two things had nothing, I think Elodie said it, they have nothing to do with each other. So how do you feel about his conclusion? Like, well, you're being like this, so I don't want to be a father to your child. Like, I hated that. Okay, I I like all of them. So I don't want anybody to think that like my comments or anything is putting any one of them down. Um, they're like one of my favorite couples on the show. So I don't want anybody to think like, oh, you're just playing favoritism with one side and not the other. <laughs> Um, I really think, and I hate to say this, and if I'm wrong, I'm really sorry, but I don't think he was ready to be a stepdad. I really don't. I really don't. And the reason why I say that is because I really don't think that he's done living his playboy lifestyle. We see a lot of athletes, you know, there, there are a lot that love their family life. But deep down inside, the majority of them are still living the lifestyles and the parties and, you know, just not being tied down to one single person. And then you're playing a father role and the father is still present. So that's tricky. How are you going to be a good stepfather? The father is still present and he seems to be a very good father to her daughter. So that's a lot to live up to. So I don't know if he, in my opinion, is ready for the role. So I think any time that he could throw that in there, he would. Because it really doesn't have anything to do with it. I mean, you cheating has nothing to do with whether or not you could be a good parent. You mm -hmm. could be a dog and a horrible, horrible human being, but you could be a hell of a parent. I mean, literally, you, it, it could be night and day. So, you know... I think that if he was feeling some type of way, he needed to just be honest with her. Because if he ever wanted to have any type of future with her or her child, honesty is the best policy. And I don't think that she deserved to be recovering, finding that out. That That's just not yeah. fair. And that's not cool to do that to somebody. I agree. I agree. Are you run out of time? Next week, it's getting even better. This season is just <laughs> heating up. All right, guys, I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And this is my co-host, Heather C. You need to follow her, too, because we do this together. All right, guys, we'll <laughs> talk to you guys really soon.